are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crypto Gaming Institute Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm your host. And today we have the CFO and the CMO of Polygod, Marcus and Joe. What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? Hello. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Super Great. excited to chat with you guys. Would um, Yeah, I'd love to really dive in here. Um, you know, we have a a double interview guest uh, appearance today. So appreciate both you guys for, for coming out here. Um, sure. Would love to dive into y'all stories of how you really got to this point and um, how you really got to where you are. Sure. Uh, Marcus, do you want to start with yourself? Yeah, we could do that. <clears throat> yeah, so this whole crypto journey for me started in 2018 just you know the whole decentralized narrative really inspired because you know it puts the power in the people's hands so that's what got me into crypto and then i ran into the polygod team august of last year and you know that was right when metaverse crypto gaming it was like going crazy and really I come from a media background, a marketing background, and um, just really was looking for a great quality team to collaborate with in this space. And that's how I started working with the Polygod team. Awesome. Sure. So uh, uh, I'll introduce myself. So uh, uh, I'm Joe, the CFO of Polygod. Uh, so how I started with the crypto space. So uh, um, First, I had uh, and I joined a couple of uh, crypto gaming projects, so just so I can get a feeling of uh, the crypto uh, gaming space. Uh, I've joined uh, a few uh, crypto gaming projects. Uh, I've uh, experienced the daily struggle, uh, the, the daily struggle of uh, every aspect of it. Uh, and then uh, I've uh, called uh, George, He's a web developer and he's now the CEO of Polygon uh, and asked him if we can do a crypto gaming and he was super excited. So uh, we did uh, what we call now as Polycut. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about why you guys were so excited about the metaverse and crypto gaming in the first place. Like what about it out of all the different pockets of crypto, like what really attracted you to that? Yeah, so, you know, the crypto gaming space in the last year or so was uh, super uh, engaging. The community is very active. So um, we, we are very uh, excited to do uh, a gaming, uh, a, a game on the, uh, uh, on the blockchain. Uh, because, you know, uh, we love the fact uh, that the blockchain is decentralized and all of that. Uh, so, um, uh, and uh, me and George, uh, we love uh, always watching uh, a Norse mythology uh, themed, uh, you know, series and movies uh, like uh, Game of Thrones uh, and Vikings. Uh, so we thought we'd like to do a game similar to it. So uh, 
uh, we created what it's now Polygod. So let me give you a brief about Polygod. So Polygod is a virtual game based on the Polygon uh, blockchain. It will allow players to battle each other in an epic PvP conquest fight game. So we're currently building uh, building the game on the Unreal Engine 5. The Unreal Engine 5 isn't out yet. It will be out in the end of February, the uh, Unreal Engine 5. So... Um, we currently have a couple of uh, Unreal Engine developer and Solidity developers that uh, are currently working uh, on the game. Uh, so um, in a couple of months, we will release our simulated version of the game. Uh, and after that, uh, in the quarter four of 2022, uh, the full game should be out. Yeah, so uh, I just uh, wanted to give a brief uh, description of polygod just so your viewer know what polygod is sure yeah so let's talk a little bit about um this idea of like the norse and uh and mythology um that it's really inspired by like what about it like are you are you talking like vikings and ships and i know you mentioned game of thrones like is there magic like talk us through some of that stuff yeah so uh, our game is, uh, uh, like I said, a North mythology-themed game. Uh, and uh, if you know uh, the game, uh, what's called uh, Clash Royale, it's a mobile game. So um, it will be similar in the rules side of things. Uh, it's similar to Clash Royale, but with North mythology theme. So it will be like a Tower Rush video game where the winners take all. Uh, which player will have to destroy uh, one of the tower or uh, the main uh, two of the three? Sorry, two of the tower or the main tower, which we call the uh, main or king tower. Um, so um, uh, the game will be one versus one player. Uh, uh, the, the player will have to destroy uh, the uh, king tower, which will be an uh, immediate win. So. Uh, uh, we will be hosting like your tiers NFT where we you can check check them out to polygod.io-collectibles. You can check all of our uh, NFTs. Um, and next month we will be uh, doing the uh, the IANO. IANO is the initial NFT launch. It will be uh, on February twenty fifth. That's the date we're aiming to, uh, and. Uh, we have planned a couple of uh, a launch pad uh, like the game starter launch pad uh, and we have uh, as well engine starter i think we have uh, nftb and pixelverse that is a couple of name of the launch pad that we're currently looking at to go and do our nft or i know uh, the initial nft launch uh, where, where we will be, we will, where we will be selling our god tier NFT. The god tier NFT is our highest tier NFT, uh, where they are very limited in quantity, uh, and once they are sold, they are sold. There's uh, no able, uh, there's no minting function for us to be able to mint more. Cool. So, do you have you guys have any gameplay out yet? So uh, regarding the gameplay, uh, like I said, George uh, is the CEO and uh, he managed all the gameplay. Uh, we're currently uh, doing a, we, we already have a teaser out. I can share with you a teaser if you want. Uh, it's sure. uh, the teaser unveiling. It's on the YouTube. I can send you a link if you want. 
so uh, uh, we, we don't have a gameplay out uh, like a gameplay, uh, but we have a teaser where we show our uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it the towers and uh, our uh, uh, NFTs and uh, the character that will will be in the the 3D character the character that will be in the game. Wait, let's see uh, if I can pull it up. Let's see if I can pull it up. Sure, sure. I think I got it right here. Yeah, right now it's the environment. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. that's that's okay, the environment. So we, so we see the environment here. So for those on yep. the audio, it looks like uh there's like a fort with some uh like some fence posts and yeah, exactly. and some cool uh some cool graphics here. Okay, so we're thinking um in this uh you know, in this in this world um are you like are you controlling who are, how are you controlling the characters like how take me through that like talk me through the actual gameplay because that's what I, that's what i really want to know about um yeah so uh, uh the player uh, when we release of course the full game and not the simulated version of the game uh, the full game the player will be able to choose his own nft where he can deploy uh, the the nft character uh, into mm -hmm. the game into the uh, play field uh, uh, and the uh, nft player let's say he deploys couple of warriors and let's say uh, uh, four uh, each player will have his own uh, uh, destruction weapon uh, and he will have to have a strategy to be able to uh, to uh, deploy his character uh, and uh, for his uh, warriors to be able to destroy the main tower, uh, as you see, the king tower, or the center tower. Mm. Once he, the center tower or the king tower get destroyed, he will be uh, he will win the prize pool of the game. So okay, so the player that's attacking, um, well, they're kind of both attacking, but like. Are they yeah, exactly. are they sending out? They're deciding what troops they want to bring into the battle. Or? Yeah. Okay. And, Go ahead. Yeah, it's what and when. So it's important of when you deploy your troops and where you deploy your troops because essentially we have a health meter where it's not energy like an axie. Um, it's the less damage you take, the longer you can play as that character. So you want to play strategically so that you can take the least amount of damage while still defeating your opponent. Okay. And so so you're actually controlling your characters? I'm just a little confused on that part. Like are it's you like, you're sending them out and then it's kind of like an auto battler? Similar. Yeah. Mm. And cool. uh, you can choose where and when. So say, you know, certain if you have archers and the other person is playing with horses, you know, you mm -hmm. can decide where to put them. So you still have a little bit more control than a full auto battler. Mm -hmm. sure. Decide like, this character is better versus that character. So you can like put them over there to defeat them faster, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. That's almost like a, it's, it's like a little bit reminiscent of kind of medieval two, the total the total war series, but then mixed with more of like an auto battler, um, and uh, and and it's almost like 
don't know if you guys ever played the old Warcraft three mods, but they had um, they had. Uh, Do you guys ever play that? Uh, I was more. I played medieval. So, mm, but okay. Because they had like this one mod where you had like a tower. There was like two sides, and you had you would like send troops at each other. Um, but it was like it was like kind of back and forth, and then you you know they were trying to make it to the base on the other side. So it, it's kind of reminiscent of like a medieval two, like with a little bit of like a tower rush feel. Um, cool, yeah, that's really cool. How'd you guys decide on that particular style of game as opposed to you know the trillions of options there are out there? Uh, I'll um, quickly throw this in and then Joe, take it where you want to go. Um, I think a lot of games want to make the biggest universe right out the gate when it takes years to develop. So we really wanted to do a game that's going to be fun, exciting, cool graphics, more in depth than a lot of games that are out there, but still something that's, you know, we can execute quickly. That's going to be fun. Cool. Joe, anything to add on that part? Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, so personally, uh, I really like uh, the uh, the Clash Royale uh, theme game. So uh, uh, it's so uh, energetic, and uh, it's like a ninety percent strategy game where there isn't any uh, where the chance of uh, winning uh, just from your luck is small because we want people to actually have a strategy to uh, win the game uh, and not uh, uh, be like a pay, pay to win game but we want it to be a play to earn game yeah that makes a lot of sense so let's talk through the earning mechanisms within the game um would love to understand. I know you mentioned NFTs, and I have a couple monitors. That's why I'm looking. Um, but I know you have NFTs in the game. Um, I know you have um, you know you have multiple different currencies within the game. Uh, maybe you could take us through how everything works and what the economy actually looks like. Sure. So uh, the player actually can, uh, will have a multiple sources of income. Uh, one of them is. Uh, playing the game where he can uh, let's say join a particular game let's say for ten dollars and the opponent join uh, as well for ten dollars uh, let's say player one uh, player a win uh, he gets the uh, price pool of the game it's twenty dollar minus the ten percent that uh, uh, we take the company take just to uh, uh, to make sure that we keep operating and we market it more so he 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 let's say uh, the player a uh, joins the game put ten dollars and he gets twenty dollars minus the two dollars so eighteen dollars so that's is a 1.8 x from his uh, uh, price uh, pool entry uh, and of course he can rent out the nft that feature will be uh, released uh, uh, after the release of the full game. Uh, we will have, of course, our own NFT marketplace that we're currently as well working on, uh, where he can uh, sell his NFTs to other players as well. Um, and we will have, uh, of course, uh, multiple features where the player actually can 
uh, win. Uh, we will be having as well a tournament where he can join tournament with other players, where the prize pool will be, of course, bigger. But of course, he will have to win more games. For example, let's say a uh, uh, he joins a sixteen uh, players tournament that is, uh, and he joins for ten dollars. That is one hundred sixty dollars uh, exit. That's a ten times more than he will get by joining just one uh, uh, or uh, winning one game. Okay, so it's almost like you it's like a like a pay to enter type of type of game where like you're you're putting money into a pool when you're fighting somebody else and then if you win you win if you lose you yeah. lose yeah it's like a, a play to win uh because you know uh people want want to win uh it's it's like a play to earn game uh, where is the player want to actually win actual money and not just uh, virtual currencies mm -hmm. so uh, uh, and of course we will be having a like a virtual currency if they just want to uh, experience and uh, see the game and we will be also having like a free entry type of uh, games not just like a pay to, uh, if you want if you, you you can't enter any game without paying of course they will be option for people that just want to have fun with the game that is also an option uh, and uh, i i want to as well mention that the starter pack uh, will be very cheap it will be like uh, 20 dollars where the uh, opponent uh, or the competitor uh, let's say x infinity charges 200 dollars or something similar just for the starter pack uh, we we want actually uh we want people to from all sorts of background to join our game uh and uh, not just a uh one demographic to join us so we're trying our best to uh, make it like a global game where everyone can join and there's no set of financial requirement to be able to join our game. Cool. So let's look at the um, let's look at some of these some of these NFTs. Maybe you can talk us through uh, some of the sure, sure. lore, the the ideas behind this, because I'm finding this very interesting. Um, check this out. So we have like all the different characters here. Um, there's some lore. It seems like we're pulling a lot from. Um, you know, just what you were saying, like the, the Norse mythology here. So it seems like these are kind of your your champions or like how do these yeah. actually fit into the game? So the NFT that you're looking at, those NFT are our god tiers NFTs, the highest tiers that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be doing the INO, the initial NFT launch on multiple uh, launchpad that will be selling uh, this NFT. Uh, and uh, we have a couple of events that we hosted. Uh, uh, one of them was uh, in the Versace mansion uh, uh, last month. And we have a couple of... Uh, upcoming event one of them is the crypto dubai expo uh, that we'll be doing i think it's uh, next month so uh, uh, so let, let me uh, describe the current nft the our it's is it's zero gods tier nft you can check uh, you can hover let's say over odin where you can see his description and the total supply for example odin is 50 
and uh, let's see the uh, hell uh, it's total supply 500 so uh, as you can see the highest supply is Ector, which was a total supply of just 800. So, uh, uh, as you know, 800 is a very is small supply. So, let's say 10,000 player joins the game. Uh, not everybody will have a god tier NFTs. Uh, so, uh, uh, the more popular the game uh, get, the le the more rare the this NFT gets. Because mm -hmm. we, of course, we will be having uh, like a archer type of NFT, warriors type of NFT, uh, and more and more. I love the artwork here. This one, the uh, the monster Loki's like that's pretty badass, but this one's super freaky looking. <laughs> this one's so evil. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you if you uh, like hover over Odin and click uh, more info, I think. Um, you can get uh, you you will have a uh, like a AR experience where you can actually get your phone and scan let's say the Instagram um, uh, where it will take you to a Instagram filter where you actually can actually experience uh, Odin in 3D mode where he he will be actually doing some uh, fighting scene I think so cool. if you want if 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 anyone want to check it out. They can easily go on the website polygot.io collectibles and try it out. Man, this is freaky. Look at this thing. Who who built all the art? Yeah. So uh, the, the, the these art are from a uh, one of our uh, uh, artists. He's called I think Ken, uh, and we have another one that do the three D character, the three D modeling which you can see when you do the AR experience. Um, and we have multiple, uh, and we have another one that do the character for the, uh, where he, uh, what do you call it? He do the optimizing for the Unreal Engine. So mm -hmm. we fit all the requirements that uh, they require. Cool. I mean, this thing looks like it just came straight out of my nightmares. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, this thing's crazy looking. That's yeah, they, awesome. and Kai Chen who did them, he's like, he was on Aquaman doing some work, and um, apparently some Monkey King stuff. So he's definitely uh, he knows how to make it pretty badass. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's actually um, that's a uh, gives me a good idea. Let's let's talk about the team a little bit. So where did um, sure. where did you all like come from, and and what's your backgrounds, and like just a little yeah. bit learn more about you guys. Yeah, so uh, uh, so we have George, the CEO uh, of Polygod and the main dev. Uh, he has uh, like a, a web and uh, a gaming background. Uh, and uh, then I have uh, then it's me, Joe, the CFO of Polygod, uh, and we have of course Marcus. He's the chief marketing officer of Polygod, uh, and we have Ania, uh, which is a a product marketing specialist. Uh, we have James, the digital artist. We have Jan, the character concept artist. We have Vlad, one of our advisor, and Kenzie as well. Uh, and we have, uh, uh, yeah, one minute. So uh, uh, actually, our team come from different uh, background. Uh, we have uh, uh, me, let's say, 
I'm from Lebanon and we have Marcus is from the United States and we have one of our Solidity developer which choose to not be on the website is from Canada. So uh, and we have the artist is from actually Singapore. So we have from uh, a different type of background. Cool. Right on, guys. So talk me through a little bit. Let's kind of scope out. Um, and uh, I feel like we we did a pretty good uh, deep dive into Polygod. Um, once we have more uh, gameplay, by the way, I'd love to circle back and um, and uh, take a peek at some of the gameplay. I really want to see what course, this looks like when, when everything's live. Um, but let's talk a little bit about um, just crypto gaming in general and in the metaverse. And like, where do you guys think these kinds of things are going like talk to us about about crypto gaming as an industry as an idea as a concept yeah i'll throw in here where i think that it's going to replace i'll put that in air quotes like traditional gaming mainly because uh, in the long run it benefits the player more like if you can trade your in-game currencies, trade your characters, in the long run, gamers will get on board. Um, and I think right now, crypto gaming has been really big in some uh, non-Western countries. I'll just put it like that. Because, you know, currency differences where if you're earning a few dollars on Axie, that's a lot of money for them. But in for a Western player, they're mainly just playing for leisure, where... We're getting into the point where the games are going to be so so much better that they're just funner plus you make money it's i just think everything's nfts like everything's tokens i mean mcdonald's has their tokens now it's like yeah everything's going to be it that's that's where i'm thinking joe what are your thoughts yeah so um, yeah so uh, we're very pro uh, metaverse so we actually uh, every competitor we don't call them competitor since they are in this we think they are in the same team as we we are because we are actually doing like a, a one mission where we want to uh, make the world more decentralized and you know the more decentralized everything is uh, the more transparent it is and the more uh, it's uh, anti-centralized and not only one person can do uh, or do the decision for the rest so everyone will have their own decision and give their own vote uh, so uh, uh, yeah so uh, and I think like uh, Microsoft you know acquiring Activision yeah, that's uh, another uh, big step. And uh, Facebook changing their name to Meta, of course. So uh, you think so? Uh, um, all all of this uh, uh, lead to one thing, and that's it's uh, we're going to to see big changes in the next few years, uh, especially in the gaming world, uh, where it's not like one company that do whatever it wants and never listen to what the player wants. So now the player have their own vote and can uh, vote to what they, they want and uh, see that in reality. So let's talk a little bit about 
this idea of decentralization, um, obviously, Marcus, you mentioned NFTs. Um, Joe, you're saying like we're all kind of on this collective mission. We're not really competitors um, uh, for, for decentralization. Um, what is that like? What's the logical conclusion of that? What does that actually look like when we move forward um, into, you know, when this thing hits scale, whatever that actually looks like? Like, what does that mean at that point? I think it's if you're talking about like macro, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we're getting into the whole like um, it, it. It just leads to everything is tradable, right? Um, where the time you put into anything, it's like is valuable from like a philosophical point of view. It's like the time you invest in something, that's an investment. So a lot of people play games and they invest this time in this game. And now it's like, you can actually exchange that for dollars. So um, where it's going, I just literally see like everything is gonna be tokenized. That's. Joe, how about you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we're moving into a different type of uh, direction. So, uh, uh, I so uh, I see that uh, the more we move forward in the uh, crypto space, uh, especially uh, me being uh, an older member in the crypto space, I've been uh, in it since 2016, but uh, not in a professional way. Uh, so I, I saw the ICO booms in the 2017, uh, and uh, currently the uh, and we had like a, a, a crypto gaming and uh, you know the NFT boom uh, last year, uh, and it's still going. So uh, uh, I think that the crypto space is here to stay. Uh, despite many saying that uh, it's just a hype and it will, uh, it's gonna die. Of course, it's it's not. Because, you know, once the people realize that they can do something uh, and have their, have their voice listened uh, and uh, put and cast their own vote, uh, which we are seeing now uh, in ZDAO and uh, the governance tokens um, where everything is tokenized uh, and uh, we still have many things that it isn't tokenized uh, and uh, i think if the governments uh, gets into it uh, i think we can go to uh, many many places for example uh, let, let's say if we can do all the uh, car owners have like their own uh, uh, non-fungible tokens uh, where they can actually say that is my car. So, uh, but you know, you will need the regulation uh, which many uh, uh, crypto enthusiasts doesn't love. But uh, the more we grow, the more that the government will recognize that this isn't uh, going to die and it's uh, here to stay so we will have to do something about it uh, and get into the action and so what do you actually think they're going to do about it like do you think they're going to try to outlaw or 
try to regulate or do you see, I know I'm asking, you know, pretty big macroeconomic question here. <laughs> That's, it's yeah. you know, almost impossible for the individual, but like, just what do you see as far as um, how governments are going to be looking at this and treating this moving forward? Yeah. So uh, uh, as you know, uh, once they look uh, at it, uh, at the first glance, they think it's just a hype and it's a bubble and it's going to burst. Uh, and after it, uh, uh, after a few while, they see that, no, it's it's not going anywhere. Uh, and we, we will need to do uh, something about it because, uh, you know, every country need uh, have the wants to be the number one country. So uh, once they see that if they don't get into the uh, you know the blockchain world, they will get behind. Like uh, for example, the uh, you know every every country uh, or you know developed country, uh, uh, each system uh, are on the internet, uh, and uh, every country that isn't. Uh, uh, on the internet, you know, uh, it's gotten behind. So, uh, if they want, if the countries and the government want to actually stay upfront in the uh, race, they will have to get uh, into the blockchain and, uh, um, you know, uh, start uh, doing, uh, let's say, uh, all the uh, all the transaction on the uh, on the blockchain and make it bigger. Because you know, once the government uh, get into the um, blockchain, they will give it a more trustworthy uh, type. But uh, we're still uh, in the first year of the blockchain. Like you know, um, Bitcoin is just like twelve or thirteen years old. So uh, government takes a lot of years to actually see uh, changes and uh, confirm it so they can get the actually in what are your thoughts here marcus yeah for overall regulation uh i'm similar with joe as in it's inevitable that they're going to adopt it because when you ban it it doesn't stop people from using it it's uh how many times has you know some of these countries ban Bitcoin and then a month later they unban it and then they ban it again. And then they like India, they just made it legal, but now it's like 30% tax. And then people are saying, well, they're going to petition the 30% tax. So I think that the governments, they're going to do a bunch of stable coins. They're going to try their, uh, you know, currency as their own stable coin. I think that that kind of market of like what's going to be the stable coins of the future is like is USDC still going to be around or is it just going to be like US government coin? Um, that's something that I'm not sure of, but I think like Ethereum, Bitcoin, these type of things are not going to you can't really stop it at this point. Yeah, that's fascinating and uh, really good news for us in the crypto gaming space because that means that our native ecosystem seems to be on a trajectory of 
not being able to be stopped, which is very exciting for us. So uh, let's talk a little bit about just ecosystem trends, what you guys are looking at in the market. Uh, it's impossible to be an expert everywhere. So um, I always like to ask the folks that are really in the trenches and, and building. Um, as far as like building like game developers and deciding what chain to build on, what chain to live on, um, how did you, how do you kind of see that ecosystem um and what are the new trends? Like, who are the who are the up and coming um, gorillas that are coming to fight the incumbents right now? I'll just throw my two cents, and then Joe, feel free to take it further. Sure. You know, there's so many smart contract platforms out there right now that are like the next big thing, and so it's it's hard to say which one's going to be top dog because you know so many is already built on ethereum and then we were leaning into you know ethereum style chains with less fees so binance is built on ethereum polygon is built on ethereum and even though ethereum has its problems i don't think it's going anywhere i think that polygon is a great solution for less gas fees and so that's kind of why we decide at least you know, how I see it. Yeah. So, uh, you know that uh, every blockchain has their own uh, con uh, pros and cons. So, for example, uh, Ethereum is uh, faster than, let's say, uh, Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, but it's more expensive, uh, you know, and uh, you get into the uh, BSC, it's cheaper than uh, Ethereum, but sometimes it uh, it's, it, it get congested. So uh, I think that uh, uh, every every blockchain has their own uh, pros and cons. So you just want to see which blockchain has more pros and cons. Uh, and once you figure that out, uh, uh, you 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 can actually do some uh testing and see uh if people actually uh are engaged and see uh where we're going with it uh, um, uh and for us let's say polygon or any other uh crypto gaming or crypto game uh they if any blockchain uh gets popular we can easily integrate to it. So that's not a, a big challenge for us. So uh, uh, yeah, that's my two cents. So it seems like you're almost saying as a game, and especially, you know, it seems like you guys are going a little bit more lightweight to begin with and then building out bigger over time. But it, it's almost like, okay, well, which one suits our needs right now? And you went in and did some research and where's their traction? And then you're always keeping an eye on, okay, well, if we need to go port over to a different one or integrate with a different chain, then we can do that later on as needed. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, of course, uh, first you want to get a feeling of the market and see... Uh, of the current uh, situation uh, uh, and see what's the best for uh, our project. 
and if we see that if there's any uh, better option, of course, we can integrate to it. Uh, but for now, uh, all all of the choices that we already made, we think uh, they are very good. Uh, and uh, regarding the uh, crypto game we're actually building, so um, we're thinking like five years ahead of time because, you know, all these 2D uh, games that are currently uh, uh, out, uh, they they aren't uh, here to uh, to to stay because uh, you know in five years people won't actually see uh, very good games uh, and like three D games so that's what we're currently trying to build uh, a a game that players actually can play for a generation uh, uh, for years and years to come and not just like uh, okay we made a game that's it or like a, a card game uh, which let, let's say people get hyped for it for a couple of months and then die no we actually want something to uh, get people attention for years and years to come so let's talk about the more on the state of the market because i think you guys have done a lot of that heavy lifting and for a lot of the folks listening they may not have the same perspective like when you're saying you have to get a feel for the market first of all how do you get a feel for the market and what is the current feel of the market uh yeah for me personally it's very um you know i'm on crypto twitter all day long so uh it's funny when everyone thinks all hopes lost is when we have this rebound. So we kind of just had the rebound of like 20% or whatever, but the overall market, I really think that we're going to be still pretty bullish until like 2023. But really at the end of the day, if you're looking five years in the future, we're just in build phase. Like you want to be in today because five years from now, like, the lows are getting higher and the highs are getting higher. So, I mean, I look at the macro, I'm watching the YouTubers and then just looking at like transaction volumes, that kind of stuff. Joe, how yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, uh, like Marcus uh, is saying that uh, you don't actually want to get too uh, narrow and just look, uh, in the market every day because you know whenever you wake up it can be up or down so you you want to actually plan for a couple of years uh, and uh, see what uh, the prices can be in the next couple of years because you know uh, uh, people just look uh, uh, into every day oh i'm down or oh i'm up uh, my in my portfolio today you don't want to do that because first it's very tiring uh, and second of all you don't get a feel for the market so whenever uh, you so you actually want to widen the picture and see the picture uh, in full and see where we're going uh, with the current market uh, yeah so currently i think we're still very bullish uh, 
but uh, that isn't uh, what we're here for because you know what do you think uh, the price of bitcoin will be in the let's say 20 years it will be more than that or lower than that so and you get the point right 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 so when you guys are thinking of um and i kind of want to jump back for a second and, and talk about chains because one thing that i'm seeing that i'd love you guys' take on is there's been a rise of a bunch of different l1s and we've seen avax we've seen solana we've seen um phantom all you know kind of rise up last year's as some of the big winners um, but then we have some maybe you know dark horses that we don't really hear as much about or maybe the echo chambers that I, echo chambers that i exist in um like a uh, near protocol and and you know different different things or even wax and i didn't know this but wax actually has one of the not one of the but the highest transaction volume of every blockchain it's the most used blockchain so like how are you guys thinking about different l1s and which ones are kind of the the dominant ones to be looking out for um and then at the same time there's this whole l2 narrative and then there's like the application specific l1s so there's almost like three different ways that we can go here um where do you think we're going in that regard yeah i think there's two ways that it could go and one is like black hole of everything kind of goes to the biggest ones or everything is super you know like we have little silos but they're all starting to bridge together and i think in terms of the kind of heavy hitters obviously it's like the ones you kind of mentioned of it's like solana phantom avax they're like um, i kind of look at them they're not one to one but they're like you know all pretty good ethereum just has the most it's like you can't be bigger than your mothership, right? So if you're gonna choose something to build on, it's like what has a lot of value already like in it in terms of like market cap, like you said, transaction volume. And um, because if you're building on something, it's you're not gonna get bigger than the thing you're building on. So, uh, but yeah, I see kind of two futures of everything kind of ports into one, like the most, um, or like just like a top three scenario or like everything is kind of on its own and we have these small bridges but yeah we're at not the precipice but like we're figuring it out as a whole community and is that more of you're thinking l1s are still going to be the way that people transact and where people live or does that include l2s as well well, I think L2s got really big because of Ethereum's problems. And uh, I think these new L1s are trying to like solve those problems. But yeah, I don't see L2s going anywhere for sure. Joe, what do you think? Yeah. So, you know, uh, like people usually expect the world to be uh, in balance uh, and uh, everything uh, have... Uh, their own balance but uh, you know imbalance is the natural state of the world and not balance so uh, like marcus is saying uh, uh, 80 percent of all uh, the crypto project or uh, everything will be on just 20 percent uh, of the uh, blockchain uh, so uh, you have to see 
which one are, are the winners uh, and uh, get early on them. Uh, yeah, so that's my two cents. Um, yeah, that's it. And so as far as who those 20% are going to be, are you thinking similarly to Marcus, Marcus is going to be L1s and L2s don't really have a future? Or like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so uh, I can't I can't really say which one will be uh, because you know if I know I'll be first. But you know my personal uh, opinion, uh, I think like Ethereum is here to stay. Uh, maybe a few of the uh, L2s uh, will will get uh, will get. Uh, uh, very high, but uh, I don't think they will get uh, like in the top, uh, uh, the top one. But yeah, that's it. Fascinating, fascinating, um, guys. I know we're uh, we're about at time here, so um, I really appreciate you guys uh, coming on and um, talking about the game, talking about the market, talking about the the greater macro environment here. So I appreciate you guys, and uh, just want to thank you for sharing some of your time with me in the show. Sure. Thank yeah. you, Ben, for hosting us. Absolutely. You guys are uh, you guys are awesome. I love what you're doing with Polygod, and uh, looking forward to seeing some more gameplay and uh, and have everything launched. So, um, yeah, excited to see what you guys um, build for us. So, thank you very much, everybody's watching and listening. Thank you very much, and I'll sure. see you all on the next episode. Take care.